Six, five, four, three, two, one, fire. Greetings, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. Ignition. You are now listening to Trap Chat Alley Oop. The fans plug for all Raptors talk and more. We serve it up and throw it down. Presented by Trap Sense 95. Enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Follow us on all social media platforms at TRAPD95. Ah, yes! It is Trap Chat Alley Oop Season 4, Episode 8. I am Mikey Charlie. Illicit is not beside me, but we have the number one man off the bench. What's going on? Uh, what's going on? It is Les Stout, better known as Smythe of the Team Podcast. I could not be happier to be here with you today. Yes, my co-host on another podcast called Don't, Don't Worry, worry we, we Got, got you. you. No, it's not that podcast. It is Trap Chat. Alley-oop. Making the rounds out here. Before we start, I have to shout out Illicit. Big things going on for Illicit. He's away temporarily, but he has become an on-air personality on Flow 93.5 in Toronto. Congratulations, Illicit. That is huge. Big news. It's been a long time coming. Big news. And now, we get back to the Raptors talk. The Raptors are 13-4. and four. They are tied for number two in the East. Undefeated at home at 8-0. and oh. Yes. They are 1.5 games behind Milwaukee. Eight and two in their last ten on a five-game win streak. And you said eight and home at home. Eight and right? at home, undefeated. They have best start ever at home. Yes. So that is spectacular. Yes. Didn't see it coming. Um, they, I'm in a totally different. Listen. They thought we were gonna fold, but we're better than ever. I can't believe <laughs> I'm saying this, but I'm even a bigger fan now than was the Raptors last year. See, that's the thing. Like last season, we won the championship, yep. right? But. For some reason, I didn't want to say it, but this season feels better. I'm yeah. riding harder. It's the hardest I've ever rode for this team. I'll <laughs> say it like that. I will say that. Yes. Man. So we will run that back. We will talk about the 119-116 victory over the Hawks. The 101-96 huge, huge, huge shutdown of Philly. Well, how about the 126-98 win over the Knicks? Yeah. That was a pounding. That Wait. was... They got slapped up. They I watched. That, I watched that whole game. Yeah, I had to see. I had to see it. It's beautiful. I saw every man. Every man. The team was in there putting in work. Yeah, they're splashing. Let, let me get one. Let me get one. <laughs> let me get one. Beautiful man. Then we'll get to the we the fans. We have some things to talk about. We're gonna talk about Team Canada a little bit. We're gonna talk about some possible changes to the regular season yes. formats. And then we will jump off the next week's games, which will be against Orlando in Orlando. Uh, the Utah Jazz and the Miami Heat, and then we'll end off with Raptors Tales. And I got a great yes. story for we you have, guys, so I'm, I'm so ready. Leslie is is a new guy. He's not new, but he's the guy who's substituting in. It's so we have up. to get him. It's gonna be. We have to get a story from this. Yep, guy. it's gonna be lighting him up. All right, let's get into this. This is Trap Chat Alley. Presented by Trap Since 95, enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Visit trapsince95.com and follow us on all social media platforms at TRAPD95. Oh, it's 
Oh, oh no, nah, run that back. Back. money. Run that back, man. You got to run that back. Run it back? All right, run it back. All right. We are going to start off with that 119-116 victory over the Atlanta Hawks. Oh. You know, wasn't that harder than you thought it would be? Yeah. Uh, I like... That game was a little bit of a surprise. The Hawks hung with us for. They came out. They came out flying. That Trey Young, though. Yeah, Trey Young. He's he's a stud, man. I I called him from last season. Like he, I like him. I like him. He's a really good. He's a gritty guy, and he, he makes threes from anywhere on the court. Logo shots all day. Yeah, it's crazy. So the Raptors, of course, they were missing Lowry and Ibaka. Um, Patrick McCaw, he's out also for a long term. Well, no, I shouldn't say long term, but he's out right now. And Johnson, Stanley Johnson. So, shorthanded, undermanned. As usual. I mean, yeah. specifically, obviously, Lowry and Ibaka are the two yeah, main they, yeah. there. <laughs> when you said Patrick McCaws, I'm like, would he have played anyway? Well, but McCaws was getting minutes before he went so. down. He, but yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. since the Raptors have been playing like the, the other guys, yep. since then, I don't know when McCaw gets back. I don't know if he's going to be getting any minutes. No, I, it's going to be hard for him to crack this. Those guys are now. fighting for minutes now. Yeah, they're fighting for minutes. Yeah. Um, game flow summary. Yeah, the Raptors took control in the fourth quarter, but then they took their the, foot off the, the comeback, gas. The comeback. The comeback. They almost gave it away. Yep, they were ready to. They they're ready to go into overtime or something crazy. It, you know what, man? Like, I feel like the Raptors we were they were down for a while in this game, yeah. and then at one point they're like, we had to put the pedal we gotta really yeah. and they took it to them yeah and at the end they were like guys we won we're good now and it was yeah like, they were like wait a minute that's the thing like this is a scary part of being this good like <laughs> when you feel you can play around with your competition so far it hasn't bitten them in the ass yep because they've beaten the teams they needed to beat like mm-hmm. that they should beat for sure but at times even even some of the other games this week you could see the raptors like yeah we got these yeah guys. we're falling we don't need like come on I mean, I, they were they were right. Yeah, there's here's my but, thing. As long as you keep winning, yeah. When you lose one of these games, okay, now I'm gonna be like, guys, yeah. guys, pick it up, pick it up. But yeah, dubs are coming. So yeah, they they've managed to catch themselves early enough before it before becomes, it, before yeah. it becomes like we we just lost to the Knicks or whoever yeah. else. So the largest lead was a 12 point lead, as we said. That was with two minutes to go in the game, and then they took their foot off the gas. <laughs> I guess they just feel like they need to make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, I don't know. They're just they're just trying to make yeah. sure that the fans are in yeah. it. The whole you know. It came down to a Trey Young heave at the yep. buzzer from like basically from half court, yep. which missed. Which he hit before, so you know. Yeah, it was 50-50 shot at that point. I was yeah. like, yeah, but yeah, the Raptors survived that one. Um, they were down ten in the third quarter, uh, about halfway through the third quarter. That's when they had. That's when they made their run. Yep. Took took over the game. They the were like, part. you know what, guys, let's. Let's be the Raptors. 45.5% from the field. Uh, they grabbed 42 rebounds, which 12 of them were offensive. So for the Raptors, that's actually really good. Yep. Well, that, that's where they got better. Yeah. They well, got, that's they, where they, 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 they've gotten better, but they need to get even more they, better. Even especially much, on the offensive glass. They, so, got, they got monsters on the yeah, glass. 12 offensive boards. Yep. Is, that's great. Uh, they had 15 turnovers, which is a little bit more than you'd want to see. But um, they shot 35% from the three. They are the best three-point shooting team in the NBA, actually, by percentage. 
So that's just an average game for them, I would say. Yeah. They're below average. 86% from the line, 22 assists. They played Raptors basketball. The Raptors have been passing the ball around the season. Like, it's showing, it's proving to be better for their offense. Yep. And, you know, especially... In lieu of uh, not having Kawhi around anymore. Well, Kawhi stopped just, the ball a lot, right? You can't just give it to Kawhi and stand yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. That but, attack doesn't work anymore. But Siakam, I mean, honestly, Siakam's picked up the slack. Give he, it to Spicy. Is that the spicy, new thing? Spicy P, man. 34 points tonight. Or on that night, I should say. Just around his average. Yeah. And efficient, too. 11 of 18. I will say, there are times during games when Siakam will put up couple threes and they'll fall short and then he'll make a spin move and he'll try to put it up you know lay it up and then fall short and you're like damn like he's missing shots but then at the end of the game it's so always, looks good it's always above 500 <laughs> but so you know what though pascal Siakam right now he's learning to be the number one guy mm-hmm. this is his first time at it right yeah. so he's taking some shots he wouldn't normally take in the missing that's Fine yeah. and dandy for me because he's gonna get better at those stuff, picking his spots there. Yeah, the shots he's hitting right now, the confidence this guy has, mm-hmm. it's only gonna get better. And if he's gonna be shooting 55%, taking yeah. shots that we're like, oh, that's a bad shot. Yeah, imagine when this guy's used to being number one at the end of the year. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. And the things that he picks it up in the fourth quarter, or I would say on the back half of the games, mm-hmm. like in the beginning, middle of the games, he's like, ah, it's okay, he's doing okay. <laughs> Everyone else gets your you're doing you know, all right. Yep. Missing some, making some, but like when when the game is on the line, or at least at the latter half of the game, he's on, man. He and turns it on. There's been a few games this season where you can see he was like, especially like into the matchup. Yep. I think which I can't remember which game, but he was going back and forth with, with somebody, like basket for basket. That's that's a number one now, man. I can't. And this guy's hitting threes now. Oh. Four of six. Just pulling up. Just Four pulling of six up. From three. Eight of nine from the foul line. Yeah. He's he's clutch. Yep. He has every facet of the game at least at like a, a decent level, if not elite. Yep. Top. That's, he's a top ten player. I, what I said, I was saying the other day, them giving him a max contract when they did is actually a discount because he might be all NBA this year. Oh yeah. Which means that max contract would be sixty million more dollars. He's no lie. He's in the MVP conversation. Yep. Should without be. a doubt. Yep. Fred Van Vliet, 25 points, 9 assists. Fred. Freddie V, man. he's He's been balling. Like, you know the whole me- nah, next man up mentality. Like, yep. I think the Raptors are taking this literally. Because you see, obviously, uh, Lowry is out. Fred Van Vliet has now become Kyle Lowry. Yep. Literally. He's, Put, become Kyle, same he's playing at an all-star level. What do you pay? Fred Van Fleet because his contract's up this year. You know what? We we will talk about this. We'll talk about this okay, in another segment. Okay. But okay. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. That's in my head right now. Yeah. How about uh Marcus All's three points? On one honestly, like, I think I think he's limited, like you'll see, like the last how many games he scored exactly three points. I think that's like that's take, his thing. We'll take this shot and yeah, done. just three points. You guys figured out. All I want is three points. Yep. But honestly, he's he's one of those players that are annoying but like so beautifully good at the same time <laughs> because he provides things in other areas that no other player can nope. like the way he flow the ball flows when he's on the court you know he knows who and when to make the passes to he grabs boards uh plays defense <laughs> defense is one of his main facets of his game 
Like, yeah, we would love to see the offensive numbers that he used to put up in Memphis. But regardless of that, he's still a key cog in this team. Yes, but like, give me some Memphis games. Give me some 2010s. You know, you want like some triple doubles. Just give like me some points. Like I don't need all. It would but... be nice to see every yeah, now and then, yeah. but I can't be overly mad at Gasol because he's still holding it down. That's right. If we didn't have Gasol, we wouldn't be champions. We wouldn't be champions, a. But also, even in the season, I think the record would look a little bit different. Oh wow. I think that's so. A, and huge, the Raptors would still be good, but that's I don't a huge think compliment be, right there. Well, we're gonna talk about that Philly game. Okay. Yeah, soon. I'll say we're coming up to yeah. praise for Gasol. Let me run down soon. some more stats from this game and then we'll move on. Yeah. Uh, Powell twenty points, three rebounds. That's not bad for him. He, Powell needs to get some consistency though. He's up and down. Eight of fifteen from the field that game. Though. Yeah. Good. Good game for him. Good. That, that night. Uh, Boucher, Chris Boucher, man. He's another guy. Ibaka, you know, injured. Next man up, yep. Chris Boucher becomes Serge Ibaka. Yep, puts up digits. 13 points, 8 boards. Uh, 2 for 2 from the free throw line. Um, quick point on him now. Yeah. Um, Chris Boucher last year, D-League, MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Um, before that, Pascal Siakam's trajectory. Guess yep. what? MVP of the finals yep. of the D-League. So yep. this guy can be the next swaggy. Or sorry, spicy P. Yeah, it's it's crazy because the Raptors system, like this is the difference. So I like to compare the Raptors to remember the 2006 Detroit Pistons. Yeah, 2005, okay, I think. okay, okay. 2005. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, 2004, 2005. Four All Stars, but not really All Stars. See, see, Detroit had a, a good team, whereas the Raptors have a good system. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference. Well, because they, they make players. They just bring guys yeah. in and they fit their spots. And sometimes they have big games. You don't know where it's coming from with this team. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. And the thing is that the depth was in question at the beginning of the season. Yep. But after the injury, it's like that can't, problem can't is... question that now. Yeah. Long gone, man. Let's move on to the next game. Huge game against the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, this marked the first time Philadelphia playing in Toronto since, since that big game. With uh, the shot that Kawhi made yep. in Game Seven, and again the Raptors won one one hundred one to ninety six. Uh, so quick note: uh, Matt Thomas actually got hurt in the previous game, so he's out for four weeks. So that's unfortunate for the Raptors. But again, next man up mentality. Yep. There's a seesaw battle. The Raptors timed their final run perfectly, anchored by their defense, and they held the Philly scoreless in the last four minutes. Joel Embiid. Guess what else was held scoreless? For the first time, his career scores zero points. Zero. None. Like zero zilch. Nothing. None. Now, that is probably the cap on an impressive series of Raptors defensive efforts. They held LeBron James to 13, held Kawhi Leonard to 9 on 2 of 11 to shooting, and they finished it off by shutting Joel Embiid out for the first time in his career. This <laughs> has never happened before. Never, man. Never superstars were shut down like this, or never the team focused on shutting out superstars like this. Um, yeah. I don't know what to say. I don't usually read opponents' uh, box lines. But it's time. Embiid, <laughs> <laughs> zero points. Damn. He did have 13 rebounds. Good for him. He mm-hmm. at least did something. Two assists. Two assists. Zero for 11 from the field. 0-3 from the free throw line. I think something in, is in his head. Yeah, they're man. in his head at that point. For not, sure. Not just the Raptors. I think the building is, is, is yeah, in his head. Yep. He's like, I don't want Scotiabank Arena is in, in this his guy's head. head. I couldn't believe it. Got shut down, man. His card got denied. He just—I've I've never seen it before. I've never seen it. All NBA players score no points in a game. Yeah, never seen it. It's crazy, man. Nope. Siakam, twenty-five points, seven boards, three assists. 
again, man, like five or six from the from the line, nine of nineteen field goals. Freddie V, twenty-four points, eight assists, nine of fifteen from the field. Freddie V makes some crazy layups, man. Like, yeah, he's got, he's got a little finish on him. Like he he changes speed at the exact right time, uses his body to perfection, positions himself, and. I don't even know what to say about this guy. Ronde Hollis Jefferson, man. Ah, that's how I was waiting for you to get points, to my 10 man. Boards, double, double. This is my guy right now. He is gritty, man. This he's is gr- he's, I, he's fighting for baskets. But you know what the biggest, you know, I think I love the most about Ronde Hollis Jefferson? He does not take threes. Like, he knows that's not a part of his that's, game. That's not him. But he's not trying to fit to the NBA, you know, the standard of today's NBA game. I will take threes all the time. No. He doesn't take threes. He knows he's not going to make the threes. He knows where he needs to be. <laughs> Knowing where he knows where he needs to shoot, and that's what he does. You know what? Tough baskets, and he's on the glass. He's on the glass every possession. He's gr- just he's on the glass, on the floor. He's ding up like the top guys in the league. Yep. Man, this guy. Shout out to Rondé Hollis Jefferson, man. I don't even know what more to say about this game. Um, ben Simmons tried to take a three at the end with five seconds left. Didn't work. Yeah. Uh, yo, the Raptors just killed him, man. Let's. Move on to this last game real quick. Real quick. We don't really have to spend too much time on this game. It was a 126-98 beatdown of the Knicks. Game started. Raptors beat them up. Yes. Game ended. Basically, the Raptors, after the first quarter, the Raptors like, okay, enough playing around. And they put did. their foot down and then destroyed them. Beat them up. But you know what? You got to read Pascal's stat line again, though. Yes. Pascal Siakam, 31 points, 8 rebounds, 12 of 22 from the field. That's more than 50%. 5 for 8 from 3. Just crazy, man. Superstar caliber play in from 30 that minutes. Game. I'm pretty sure he did not play the fourth quarter at nope, all. He probably did it. Fourth quarter, nope. quarter was garbage, garbage time. Garbage time. But, you know, who, yeah. Someone went off in garbage time, though. Yeah, Malcolm Miller went <laughs> off. A few guys went <laughs> off, actually. Malcolm <laughs> Miller, especially because four threes of garbage time. Yeah, he doesn't usually get PT, but he had 13 points in 13 minutes, four or five from three. So that's crazy. Uh, Davis, uh, Terrence Davis, the second, 15 points, four boards, five assists. Fred Van Vliet, 15 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists. Boucher. Chris Boucher, 13 points, 12 rebounds, another double-double. 2 for 4 from the 3. Like, this guy's defense is crazy, too. And he shoots. And he can shoot. And he shoots, man. And he hustles. There's so many hustlers on this team. It's great. It's beautiful to see. You know what? They really like winning. That's the one thing about this rap, so I say it. These guys like to win. They're at a different level. And shout out to Pons. His first ever NBA game. Four points. One board and two assists, man. He even came and got some. Good for him. So the Raptors went 3-0 for the week. That was our prediction. That was my prediction, at least. I can't remember what Alyssa predicted, but 3-0. What a great week. And uh, we're going to talk about some things in the next segment, including certain top 10 rankings <sighs> that omitted certain teams. So keep it tuned to Trap Chat alley you can find us on any social media, or I should say any podcasting platform. We are based on Anchor.fm, but you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. Wherever you get a pod. Hashtag TCAO. You can also find us on Say Radio, the voice of Seneca at SayRadio.ca. Keep it tuned. We will be back. Trap Chat alley the fans plug for all Raptors talk and more. We serve it up and throw it down. Yes, the cow. So you can find us basically anywhere you find. 
podcast, you can find us. T-C-A-O. Search hashtag T-C-A-O. Cacao. And by the way, we are the best fans in the world. I don't care what anybody says. If anybody did not watch us in the playoffs. And, and we... And we need to build a culture for our fans, and that culture is winning, 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 winning. Yes, we are back. Trap Chat, Alley Oop. I am Mikey Charlie alongside Les Stout, the number one guy off the bat. <laughs> I'm here. Yes. And it's great. All right, we have some things to talk about. Some things. All right. Uh, which, where to start? Where to start? Are we um, going to talk about... Where do you want to start? You know man? what? You, you're we, the new guy. We, we got to start with the ESPN Top 10 rankings, man. Like... Are you, are you tired of this? Yes, I am thoroughly tired of this, man. I can't understand why they thought this would be a good idea. <laughs> so, in the latest, the latest ESPN NBA power rankings, I'm going to list it off. The top 10. The Los Angeles Lakers. Okay, fine. 14 and 2. That's okay. I mean, the Raptors beat those guys. But hey. But, you know, 14 and 2 is that's the number one record in the league. So, I can't knock that one. Fine. Yeah. We'll take that. Milwaukee Bucks, number two, 13 and three. Okay. All right. Okay. We'll take that. I understand that. The LA Clippers, number three, 12 and five. Uh, oh, is that, is, that, is that where you draw the line? No, you know what? I, I'll take it because the Clippers have been playing pretty good, and now they have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard no, playing Voltron together. Voltron has been formed. Yes. yes. So okay. I'm not, I'm not going to knock it. I'll take it. Okay. Top three, fine. That's cool. Number four, Denver Nuggets, 12 and three. See, they're 12 and three. They only lost three games. No. So, all right. I'll, you know what? I'll take that's, that one too. I can't okay. knock that. You know Top what? Four. You can't hate on that. That's fair. I can't hate on that's that. Fair. Number five, the 11 and four Boston Celtics. See, this this is power rank- rankings, right? Like current yep. power rankings. So, I'm going to read to you what it says here. Can a two and three road trip, including a loss to Denver, that saw Kemba Walker stretchered off the court, be called a success? The answer is yes. They said the answer is yes. A two and three road trip. Two and three road trip. Here's. Yeah, speak on it. I, I want to hear what you want to have well, to say about here, it. Here's, here's what I think about it, okay? I think that Boston came out to a better start than people thought. So okay. they get some respect in here. But the omission of a team that is better than them and had a better week than them mm-hmm. is disturbing. I think this is where the Raptors should be placed. Number five is where I yeah, think, respectfully, that's what they should. Especially what they said, a two and three road trip. For sure. The Raptors had a recent road trip, which they're missing not just one key guy, but two, two key, key guys. And they went three and two. And they played and beat the best team in the league. They lost closely to the... Uh, third the, best Yeah the Third best According to the rankings Yep and That was only because It was the second day Of a back to back Yep Which I don't think Is fair anyway Like you should have to do yeah. The LA two step Back to back Yeah that, exactly. I don't think that's fair Exactly But you know I guess every team's Going to do it So yes The number five spot Is where I have my beef Yep How can you put The Boston Celtics there With the description Of what you know A two and three road trip Of why you put them there Under 500 a week And you can't put The Raptors there That's crazy That's insane man. Insane Number six was the Houston Rockets at 11 and six. Utah Jazz, number seven, 11 and five. The Philadelphia 76ers, number eight at 11 and five at the time, of course. Yeah, yeah, it was before the final game, so we can't. That's fair. 
uh, Dallas Mavericks 11 and 5 and 9, and then the Miami Heat at 11 and 4 at 10. And then, of course, the number 11 team was the 11 and 4 Toronto Raptors. And yeah, um, I have definitely issues with that. Oh, of course. It, well, and you know what? The Raptors four losses, all against teams over 500. Yeah. All on the road. Yeah. All teams on this list that are higher than them also. Yeah. Insane. That's crazy. Yep. And we're missing two of our top players. Yep. So that means guys who are on the bench or unknowns have stepped up. Yep. So if that's not power, I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. But it doesn't matter what ESPN ranks us because they did the same thing last year and years before. We all know that they're pandering to the American fan base. They, I just I just don't understand the con. Because then what happens is later on in the year when the Raptors are, are in second and they go, oh, the Raptors, where did they come from? Like, they don't know what they're doing in terms of covering basketball. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, last season, I was like, these guys don't know anything about the Raptors. And we're in the NBA Finals. We're NBA champions. And yes. these guys are like, we need our passports to go to camp. I can't believe it. So now you have a chance to correct your error of last year. You have a team that starts 11-4, a team that's 8-0 at home, a team that's only lost to top teams in the league mm-hmm. on the road mm-hmm. without their top players, yeah. and you're going to rank them 11th? Yeah, Let's make on. the same mistake. Like it's, yeah. It drives me nuts. I mean, yes, that yes. just shows you that it's not, these are not true rankings. No, these are just no. obviously made for a ratings the, for a specific ESPN's rating. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I mean, whatever. Like that. That's irrelevant to what the Raptors are doing. Fans, do not get too worked up do about this. Do not get discouraged. We, we know who we are, man. We know who we are, man. But speaking of the guys at the end of the bench. Yeah. Who have stepped up in, you know, the absence of key guys. What happens when Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka return? Because they're supposed to be returning as early as this weekend. Here's, here's what I'm thinking right now. If you're Kyle Lowry, you go out and the team's not losing without you. You have your money. Mm-hmm. You have your status. Yeah. Can't you just chill for a bit until the tough games come? So you're saying work his way back in slowly yeah. kind of thing? Can't you pull a Kawhi and be like, hey, hey. who are we playing tonight? <laughs> oh, I'm not going to play this game. Hey, Lowry's been coaching on the sidelines, right? man. It looks like he's having a good time, like, just telling the young guys where to be and what to yeah. do. Yeah, hey, go over there and make this shot. Dressing all fancy. All I'm saying is they don't need it. He's He's getting older, too. So, mm. like, you got Orlando tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in your division obviously has a lot of weak games in it. You don't need Kyle, mm-hmm. so you saying save him for later. You can maybe sit him for a few more games. You don't yeah. got to rush that guy back. Some load management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. it might be time. Okay. It might be All time. Right. I'm not. I'm not mad with that. I think. I think this is actually beneficial in the long run, as he said. Yep. For especially for Lowry, because yep. he said he's up there in age, mm-hmm. and you don't want to wear him out during the regular season and when you need him in the postseason. Exactly. No, nope. have yeah. ready for when it's most important. Fred Van Vliet is playing at a level balling, like he's a starter, like unquestionably. Yep, a starter. I, I, all I'm saying is, the more Van Vliet plays, the more it's going to cost the Raptors when it's time to re up. It's true. But I mean, it's, it's <laughs> maybe just, you need Lowry Bass, you put him back on the bench. <laughs> Save some money. <laughs> nah, man, but you can't be mad, man. You can't be mad. Nope. Um, Good problem to have. And then again, as you said, as as I said, uh, Boucher, man, Boucher's playing. Ridiculous off the bench. Lights out ball and it's getting comfortable. That's yeah. the most important part. Yeah. If that guy gets comfortable playing NBA basketball at the level he was playing at the G League, yeah. this he might be another Seattle. Yeah. Which is and, crazy to think. But yeah. And that's the thing. I, this this is a good problem for the Raptors to have because if anything, I think just cut back everybody's minutes. Yep. Which is not a bad thing. You save everybody for later on in the season. That's I, well that's well, I'm hoping that 
Ibaka come in and he can play at his best for 20 hard minutes. That's exactly you what know? it is. You play harder for shorter periods That's of time, it. and then the team as a whole just is, rates is better. another level. Because you can trust more guys putting them into the game. Exactly. So I think that's what Nurse is trying to do. Yeah. So I think this is, of any problem to have, this is the best problem, the best problem. for the Raptors to have. Yep. All right. Let's talk about the possible reseeding of conference finalists and regular season formatting that's being thrown about 78 uh, game season yeah. and i don't know so I, I i heard all the rule changes and i was like well this is just the league trying to draw blood out of a stone basically you got a great league mm-hmm. you got great games your biggest problem is your star players don't want to play 82 games which that's pretty fair you know considering everything um you lowering the season, having a mid-season tournament, reseeding in the conferences, all this stuff, this stuff you're, you're trying to draw together. The only thing they could think they might do is reseeding. Now, I don't like the concept of reseeding. Yeah, I don't. It takes away from the finals. Because right now, the NBA finals, you know these two teams have played twice on each home floor before they meet in the finals. Mm-hmm. If you switch the format up, you could be having two teams in the same division playing NBA finals. Yeah. Now it's boring, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. What do you think, well, I, it's an interesting concept. So, most teams would be playing, if all these changes actually go through, most teams would be playing 78 games, but there is a potential that one team or two teams could actually play 83 games in a season, oh. depending on how things go. Right. Which should be, that's a little bit interesting in itself, but the most interesting thing for me is this, this mid-season tournament. Like, I don't know exactly how this would work. I forgot all about that because it's, who's going to play in that? Well, that I don't, I, I'm not sure. See, I still haven't wrapped my head around it completely, but they're saying it'd be around this time or maybe just a little bit later in the season. What incentive and, would there be to play in this tournament? See, I, I don't know. I don't understand it. From what I've been reading, it'd probably be more incentive to the lower seeded teams than the higher seeded teams. They playing for draft picks? What are they playing for? I, here's what's going to happen. Everyone on the D-League gets called up. All your starters are going to sit down and that's, you're going to have a tournament of all the worst players in the NBA. That's basically what people are predicting would happen. Who's going to pay to watch that? But then these... So that's the thing. How does it work, though? Are, are all these games played at the same place? Or are these games, you know, <laughs> like, like, Is it like a college tournament? I don't yeah. I, I don't get and the concept of seed, it. How do you seed the teams in the tournament? Right. And, and who plays where? And then The only way to make this valuable is to make it about money. Except for your your top players already have a whole lot of money. So it's like, are they going to play to get more money for the lower guys on the roster? Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Because, like, for instance, if I was on the Clippers and I'm on the bench, the Clippers, and Kawhi and Paul George like, I'm not going to play on this. I'll be like, oh, you guys got to play because I need that extra bonus on my check. Yeah. I'm trying to, it's for my life right here. You guys got to be on the court. I'd be rooting from the play. But you know what? Actually, now that you speak of that, that actually may be brilliant because then you have the younger guys playing and yeah. they will be playing extra hard because they want to get paid, right? Just trying to get the extra but money. But then that'll also show the teams of whatever you know players they have. They'll show them like what kind of talent they have in the lower ends. So kind of like what happened with the Raptors, but it's like rather than injuries having that opportunity, yeah, this is the tournament they actually all have an down. opportunity. No. First of all, the Raptors would win. Let's, let's, oh, well, we know this. There'd be no I mean, question. We know this. Raptors, of Raptors, the Raptors will just bring the whole... Everyone else they'll even bring anyone they've called up. They'll just bring a whole new unit from yeah. the 905, like literally from <laughs> 905. Right. And, and, and those they'll guys still will, win that tournament. And so they, they'd be the best team position. But 
Like I don't I think you'll have a ton of star players just taking the whole thing off. I think which, so. Which I means agree. people which, aren't gonna want to watch. But, which is kinda like well, that's, that's the whole thing. I don't know about the whole yeah. viewership thing. Oh, but like from a rest standpoint that oh, kind of makes sense. Yeah. You're still playing like, NBA basketball, technically. Yeah, seven, so I mean besides the seventy eight games that'd probably be even more time off, right? Yeah. I don't I don't know exactly how it works. And they do low management on top of that, so it's just less games. All all I'm saying is would you stay up till 10:30 at night to watch the Lakers play with no LeBron James, no Anthony Davis, no uh, Danny Green, no Howard? Well, I'd definitely have less incentive to, to watch against that game. the Raptors with no I, Siakam, yeah. no Van Vliet. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not, it doesn't make sense. I do, I do agree. I think the biggest thing that I actually do like from all these proposals is the play-in for the. Uh, for the last, Yo, for the last, last season seeds. player. I the think the seven and eight seeds will play the nine and ten seeds. Yeah. I think I kind of like that one. You, you I watch think that? I like that one. The problem with that is how many times a seven or eight seed beat a one or two seed in the history of the NBA? You count on one hand. So those guys for sure are getting ruined. But I guess there's that one time the 16 seed beat the one seed in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So, I mean, you never know, man. You have to give them a chance, <laughs> right? Give give a team, like a 10th place team a that shot. doesn't have give a lot them of a shot. Oh, Give them a chance. They might have had a hard season, injuries <laughs> and stuff, but they get their other guys get and together for that one game. And then the top and the top seeds get the extra rest on top of that. Yeah. Van would have beat that. Yeah. So I mean we'll see how that whole idea plays out, if that even comes to fruition, fruition in in total or in part. <laughs> but uh let's go to uh Team Canada now. Yes. Team Canada. Fresh off the press. They have commitments from NBA players. They're coming. And it all started from Jamal Murray, who a few days ago, I think on the, the 26th, which is two days ago, he, he tweeted, he said, playing for my country is always an honor. And I want to take the step and leadership role to commit to Canada basketball this summer. I want to play my part to help push our team into the Olympics and compete at the highest world stage. Let's go Canada. And from there, other guys joined up. Committed. They answered the call. I saw R.J. Barrett. Yeah, from Shea Gillis, I mean, Alexander, his yep. cousin Nikhil Alexander yep. Walker. Yep. The Alexander. Uh, I believe cousins. Chris Boucher is, is is you know he'll be available set to do do that as well. Kelly Olynyk will probably play. Yeah. So I mean, it's good to see uh, Delon Brooks as well. Yep. In Memphis. Will you invite Andrew Wiggins? Yeah. Hey, that would be great. Andrew Wiggins. Imagine, imagine all the Canadians. Tristan oh, Thompson, all those guys. Imagine they our said, best team on the court. Imagine said, yeah, we're playing. Yeah, and see if we could get there. So I, what I said, I was like, about time, mm-hmm. obviously. But we would have already qualified if we just went last summer and played. Yes. Because last summer was an easier route. Because yeah. now you have to win this tournament with Greece, Turkey, China, Czech, and Uruguay yeah. to get in. Yeah. But at least it's on Canadian soil. Yeah, it's in Vancouver, or sorry, Victoria, BC. Yeah. I believe it's uh, in June or July. And uh, uh, July, I should say. July. July. Um, shortly after when the Raptors will win the finals. Yeah. So then, I mean, none of these guys are at Raptors, so it's fine. They well, can just keep, they'll, be, coaches, they'll, be, they'll be resting. Coaches are oh, Nick yeah. Nurse. So yeah, he got beat up. He would have, he would have some short rest <laughs> when the Raptors win the finals again. But... That's a problem for another time. <laughs> and also, if you have those type of guys on the roster, like, I don't think that's going to be too much of a problem for a coach of Nick Nurse's caliber. No, not at all. Not at all. She'll be fine. All right. This is Trap Chat Alley your number one podcast for Raptors information. I am Mikey Charlie. 
I am alongside today, Les Stout, the number one guy after bench. You can find Trap Chat Alley Oop on all podcasting platforms, anchor.fm slash TCAO. That is our home base. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Wherever you get yours. Trash. Hashtag TCAO. Search hashtag TCAO. You will find us. We are on Say Radio, the voice of Seneca. SayRadio.ca. And we will be back in a second. This is Trap Chat Alley Presented by Trap Since 95. Enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Visit trappedsince95.com and follow us on all social media platforms at TRAPD95. Raptors fans, check out the latest trap mix. Raptors fans, I'm Mikey Charlie and this is the No Pain, No Gain Trap Mix. This card is yet this plain You see what this beautiful pain provide If you look in the eyes mixcloud.com slash trapd95 to listen to this mix and all other trapped mixes now now the formalities of this and that daddy mark mark daddy so for cat to make you jump all right it's trap chat alley you i'm mikey charlie alongside less stout What's going on? All right, we are coming into an interesting part of the schedule for the Toronto Raptors. Uh, three games up this week, and the end of the week is the beginning of a tough part of the schedule. Tough stretch. Yes, but I think the Raptors, especially if they get uh, Lowry and Ibaka back, they're in very good position. They'll be fine. We start off uh, with tomorrow's game, which is uh, Friday at Orlando. Are seven and ten currently number eight in the east? They're seven and a half games behind the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Raptors have beat them twice already this season. Uh, they are five and five in their last ten games, and they actually won uh, their last game, which was a 116 104 win over Cleveland. <laughs> the way you said that, it's like they never would, they actually won a game against. Well, at seven and ten, they've been losing more than they've been winning. That's true, they are under 500. And to be honest, again, I've said it. In previous episodes, but I'm surprised they are not doing better. I thought they would do; they'd be playing better at this point in the season. They showed a lot of promise last season. They got that eighth seed, and they they won that first game against Toronto before the Raptors said, "Okay, yeah, enough of the playing around." Yeah, and then they got they got stomped on for four games in a row. But they have a lot of talent. They have guys that. You know they sh- they're just not meshing together yet. Vucevic is out, so they're going. Well, with he's out now, but he wasn't previously. Yeah, they were still yeah, struggling. that's true. And then Aaron Gordon's a game time decision. Yeah, so I, mean, I mean, I don't know. They have they have DJ Augustine. I mean, he's a vet, uh, but Jonathan Isaac, he's a really he's a really got a young 
guy who has a lot of potential. Potential is the key word. Yes. Has it his potential yet? He's he's kind of like doing showing flashes, but yeah, yeah, he hasn't hitting that stride yet. So with with okay, you have those two guys, and you have the two guys out. Say Gordon doesn't play. Your biggest threat is Terrence Ross. T. Ross. We know Terrence Ross very well from his time as a Raptor. So how afraid are you of losing to this team with Terrence Ross as their potentially their biggest offensive threat? I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I mean, we beat them again. <laughs> we beat them twice already for the season. Um, they actually might be better off with Vucevic out because him against Marcus Gasol, that is Stop. never a winning doesn't strategy. Work. Doesn't work for him. Um, they have also Mo Bamba, who actually had a good game uh, like, in, their, in their last game. I like Terrence Ross, yeah, he's streaky. We know he can turn it on really quickly, but I'm not afraid of this team. Man. No, that's a win. The Raptors are like, taking this. That's a win. Come on. The Raptors, especially looking further ahead in the schedule, this they is the last this. easy game yeah. for a little while. Raptors, I say easy. No game should be looked over, but come on, let's be real. <laughs> Raptors are taking this one. Yep. Raptors. Then they move on uh, to Utah. I believe that's on Sunday. At home, uh, Utah is 11-7 and seven currently. They're number six in the West. Five games behind the Lakers. They're six and four in their last ten. They're on a two-game losing streak. Their last game, they lost 121-102. to to the Indiana Pacers. Um, some of their key guys are Bojan Bogdanovic, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mike Conley. Uh, former Raptor, Ed Davis. Another he's actually, one. He's on the injured list. Now, this game, Utah has to win. Well, yeah, for them it's very important. I mean, for us it's important too. I would say it's a little bit more important for Utah. What's our record at home? Eight and zero. Where are they playing the game? In Toronto. That's that's all I have to say about it. And you know what? Utah started out really good. Yeah. So they're right now they're they're in the midst trying to figure some stuff out. I don't know why like Conley's not it's almost like he's not as good a fit of this team as Rubio is. Yeah, I mean which it, I don't it, know. Yeah, it might take him a little bit longer to mesh in with the team with Utah there, but I think for me personally, I think Utah's about where I expected them to be. I know some people had them as their sleeper team that could be, you know, surprise the West and be number one or number two. I don't know if it's going to be that. Mm. I think middle of the pack around where they are right now is, is pretty realistic. Yeah. But as you said, Mike Conley just hasn't seemed to find that gear with this team as of yet. I don't know if he's pulling a Mark Gasol kind of thing with the Raptors. <laughs> that's, not a sh- that's not shade, but I mean, Mark Gasol... To be honest, if you look at it in a certain way, Marc Gasol still hasn't found his, his groove. ultimate gear with the team, but he still fits the team. Yeah. He still does what well, the team needs him to do. He moves the ball. Yeah, he moves the ball. He plays that stellar defense, as we've seen time and time again. Yep. So I think for the Raptors, like, Gasol is more of a guy who fits what the Raptors need, whereas maybe Connolly might need to be more of himself, plugging himself into the Utah yeah, yeah. I think he needs to take a little bit more control over there, but you know they they won eleven, so I can't really say. Yeah, that. I mean, yeah, they have a winning record. They're in the playoffs right now, so I mean, can't we'll really, see yeah. where they go. Yeah. But this is I'll, I'm gonna call this one. I'm gonna call this one. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give this one to Utah. Man. I'm gonna give this one to wow. Utah. Wow. Just cause I mean wow. I can't I can't say the Raptors all the time. I mean I want the Raptors <laughs> to win, obviously. <laughs> I'm just gonna give this one to Utah. Wow. Okay. Uh, 
And then we're going to move on to the Miami game. This. And I believe this one is on Tuesday. Also in Toronto. Miami is 12-5. and five. Number four in the East. They're two and a half games behind Milwaukee. Seven and three in their last ten. And they suffered a loss yesterday to Houston. 117 to 108. Uh, Jimmy Butler was out. I believe he was feeling sick or something along the lines of that. That guy, he's picking and choosing what games he wants to play, too. You're saying he's doing load management? Oh, my. He, I don't know what he's doing. He's like, oh, I've coughed today. I'm not playing. And everyone's <laughs> like, that's okay, Jimmy. You don't have to play. It's crazy, actually. Yeah, Jim, Jimmy Butler, he's running the ship there. Yeah. Honestly, they're doing better than I thought they would be at this point in the season. I thought it'd take them a little bit more time to mesh, and then mm-hmm. I feel that I thought they would make get like a seventh, eighth seed. Yeah, but, but right now they're sitting. They, they got a home series right now. They're, they're sitting in. They're they're one of the top five, the top six teams in the East. Yeah, like the team. The East is really a, a what five, six team, you know, conference, and then the yeah. other teams are just like you know. Two more will make the yeah. playoffs, and they'll be gone in four games. Yeah. But exactly. these guys look like they're like you said. They look like they're actual players. Like they look like they could win a series or two. Yeah, they have some. You know? good, they have some nice rookies, uh, Tyler Hero and uh, Kendrick Nunn. Those rookie guys of the year right now. Those guys have been playing really good for them. Rookie of the year, Kendrick Nunn. Who saw that coming? I did not see it. I saw none of that. <laughs> <laughs> but now, James Johnson is also you know another former, former Raptor on Miami, and uh, yeah, I mean they've been playing well so. Can't knock them so far, but you know what? I'm going to pick the Raptors on this one. Oh, I'm taking the Raptors. It's a home game. Uh, here's the only reason why I'm taking the Raptors. Because mm-hmm. because outside of um, Jimmy Butler, Miami's actual core is young players. And I think that when you have a core young players and you're playing the Raptors, the Raptors yeah. are high octane to get after the basketball. Everybody's taking shots. Everyone's super excited. Yeah. These guys kind of get a little overwhelmed. They start missing shots, and then Raptors are playing. Yeah. And the Raptors should be at full strength by then, mm-hmm. hopefully. And obviously, even in, in the Utah game, like that depends on who's playing as well. Yeah, that's true. Well, that does. Yeah. But if the Raptors have their full body, I think they could they could pull this game out. Yeah. Yeah, I think they can. I think they can sweep the, the week, but I'm gonna go two and one. Two and one is. I'm gonna play it safe. Yep, this that's week. fair. I'll that's go two fair. and one, and um, we'll see how it goes, man. Right. All right. On the other side of the break, we will have a Raptors tale from Les Stout. I am waiting for this one. Epic tale. This should be a juicy one. He always has some good stories, Raptors <laughs> or not. This is Trap Chat Alley Oop. I am Mikey Charlie. As I said, I am alongside Les Stout. You can catch Trap Chat Alley Oop on all podcast platforms. Our home base is anchor.fm slash TCAO. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Google Play, uh, Google Podcasts. I can say Google Play. Google Play. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to your podcast. Just type in hashtag TCAO on your search bar and you will find us. We are on Say Radio, the voice of Seneca at SayRadio.ca. And we will be back with Raptors Tales after the break. This is Trap Chat Alley. Presented by Trapped Since 95, enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Visit trappedsince95.com and follow us on all social media platforms at TRAPD95. Come, come, gather round. Let me tell you a tale of Raptors lore. 
Trap Chat Alley Oop. Yes, Season 4, Episode 8. I am Mikey Charlie alongside Les Stout. What's up? The Raptors have been enjoying a great season. Obviously, they are the champions. Defending, reigning, defending, undisputed. Yes, heavyweight champions of the world. And I did forget to mention that the Raptors uh, set an NBA record for uh, most home wins in a row against divisional opponents. I wish I had the number in front of me. 33. There you go. You're on point, man. You're on point. 33. NBA record. Yep. The Raptors' last loss to a divisional opponent at home was actually, believe it or not, against the New York Knicks in 2015. (laughs) Insane, man. Insane. It is crazy. All right. I believe Les Stout has a story for us. All right. I have a great story, actually. So, I've been to one Raptors season opener, and it was the start of the 2016-2017 regular season. I was... The most excited person ever for this game. Um, in case you guys didn't know, we were just off the first time the Raptors lost to Cleveland. And this is actually the start of my favorite stretch of being a Raptors fan that ever happened. Reason why is because I was a huge DeMar DeRozan mark. And DeMar DeRozan's progression was one of like the best feel-good stories for me personally. Anyway, we're going into this game and I, I sit down and I sit beside a fan, a Detroit Pistons fan. We played Detroit Pistons that game. And we started talking and getting to buzzing about it and by the end of it i bet a hundred dollars on the first game of the raptors regular season wow. without the raptors playing a single second on the court wow um i was i was like man i just bet this guy a hundred bucks <laughs> i had it in my pocket he had his hundred bucks and it was like it was crazy it was on the outcome of the game it was on the outcome of okay. the game before the game started and we were sitting yeah. like side by side so it was gonna be pretty intense yeah you know the whole game yeah, trash talking back oh and my forth. god so it was wild now what proceeded to happen yeah. Now, if you guys know, 2016-2017 was the year DeMar DeRozan came out and destroyed the NBA. I remember that. Okay. Like some Michael Jordan level yes. numbers. Yes. DeMar DeRozan dropped 40 points Ooh. in the first game on the way to, Ooh. obviously, a win. Um, he he completely destroyed them. And this guy, Sim Simon was like, yo, I didn't know he was this good. And I was like, you better recognize. So run away from your little time. You clearly weren't out Dr. here. Nets, it was amazing. So at 11 o'clock, I got an extra $100. And I went out for a fantastic dinner. Um, all on this guy that thought the Pistons were going to win that game. And and the rest of your DeRozan, like, just enlightened me the entire year and that was really went to the conference finals yeah and they lost to lebron in the conference finals there yeah um the most magical season for me ever because here's like we won last year okay but we were supposed to win we got Kawhi leonard yes you know what i mean we 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 took our team to a level where we were now the most talented team in the nba but in those DeRozan years we had guys that were just trying to get it done yeah we were trying to make it and we were almost made it that year almost almost made it that year so like I, I always have a soft spot for DeMarozan forever uh soft spot for that those Raptors team and that one game was the most I've ever bet in a single game in my entire life and I won the bet and thanks to DeMar DeRozan you won so yeah that's why speaking of DeRozan yeah I don't know if you've heard some rumors of him possibly being traded from San Antonio some of the landing places are Orlando but also a very interesting rumor is him coming back to Toronto wow so first of all, just on that alone, what what are your thoughts on that? No. Explain yourself. Um, this team is is built 
around hard work, defense, and moving the basketball. DeMar DeRozan, at his prime, was the guy you gave the ball to and you had no other options. Mm -hmm. DeMar DeRozan, I, I, I won't say he's a ball hog, but he stops ball movement. Yeah. He doesn't spread the floor. He doesn't shoot the three-pointer. He yeah. doesn't play elite defense. These are all things that are now staples in Toronto Raptors basketball. Mm -hmm. um, we taught, we have a 12-man on the roster. I think we only have one guy that won't shoot open three if he gets it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, this team is literally built to be offense from anywhere at any time. And if somebody gets hot, that guy gets the ball. Yeah. Deron Rosen does not speak to that type of an offense, does not speak to that kind of system, and he doesn't fit. Yeah. I agree. I mean, shout out to DeMar DeRozan. He's one of the greatest Raptors of all time. Don't get it twisted. Yep. He is one of the key reasons why we are where we are at this point in time. But the Raptors really have evolved. Yep. And he doesn't, he's not a perfect fit or he's not like a great fit for the way the system is now. I mean, if we did get DeRozan, like, we're free like, I'm just saying you know, <laughs> hypothetically we could find a way to make him fit but for the price that he would cost it's not worth bringing the Rosen back in my opinion no that's no, what I think not a type of player yeah he's not the guy that fits yeah but shout out for your service the Rosen yep. we wish you the best in San Antonio or wherever you may end up you know what I heard mm -hmm. I heard the Miami Heat are thinking about trading for DeRozan and um Aldridge. Oh, Aldridge, no, no. yes, I heard about yeah. that. Yes. And I was like, wow, man. Well, who would they be giving up? That's the question. Well, they're giving up Hero and Nine. Oh, they're they're young, sitting there. Yeah, the young guys. Wow. Young guys so they're trying to make a real push to try yeah. to. Yeah. I don't know if that's enough, though. I So Jimmy Butler, DeMar DeRozan, Lamarcus Aldridge, and whoever else gets left over there. The Raptors will shut them. I think the Raptors could get through that. But, yeah, like, I still them. don't want to play them. Like, I wouldn't want to draw them out of a hat in the first round oh, series. Yeah, yeah. I don't want that. No, for sure. So, I mean, that makes Miami better. But I don't know if it's over the hump. Yeah. All right. This is another episode of Trap Chat Alley. I am Mikey Charlie alongside Les Stout. Illicit. Once again, shout out for your, your, your big move. We're looking to have you back real soon. But for everyone else, you can catch us on any podcasting platform. Our home is anchor.fm slash TCAO. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Search hashtag TCAO and you will find us. We are on SayRadio.ca, the voice of Seneca. And as always, it's Trap Chat alley for fans, for better, for worse, forever. Peace. This is Trap Chat alley -oop. Presented by Trap Since 95, enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Visit trapsince95.com and follow us on all social media platforms at TRAPD95. Yeah.